and welcome to a very special edition of Structured Gibberish. We're your hosts, Brian and Pat, and today we're going to be talking about a movie we saw like months ago, I guess, at this point, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, she's a hero, gonna take pollution down to zero. That That's not her theme song. No, not even close, but... <laughs> So, um, unfortunately, it's been so long since we've seen it that I can neither confirm nor deny with 100% accuracy that that is not her theme song. <laughs> so, I mean, it sounded good, right? Right. It, That's yeah, all. It, no, really it, it definitely was very catchy and it would be yeah. good for a Saturday morning cartoon for sure. Yeah. So uh, this is a movie that is about a person uh-huh. who uh, used to be a Ms. And got promoted to captain. And uh, now do. she's a superhero. And at one point was a dude, which I've had to explain to many people. Not this person. The person wasn't a dude. But the <laughs> right. superhero name used to be attached to a dude. Right. And this is not to be confused with the Shazam movie, which came <laughs> which out at the same time. came out time. at the same time. Yeah. Very In an, in an wonderfully... Armageddon deep impact scenario, <laughs> which happens all the time, apparently. Yes. So, yeah, Captain Marvel. It was actually pretty Captain good. Captain Marvel. I spoiler, really enjoyed it. Spoiler-free review. I really liked it. Yeah, me too. I, I enjoyed it. I brought my daughter uh, and my wife, and they both enjoyed it very much. I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed it more than I was thinking I was going to. You know, it was – I was excited to a point. Um, see, the <laughs> this, is, this is embarrassing uh, – embarrassing admission time here uh i was i was not fully aware that captain marvel and miss marvel were the same character i see so i i i knew that see i read miss marvel comics when she got re-released back when we had the comic book store and i really loved them i thought they were great and i remember hearing you know captain marvel was coming out and i was like oh that's cool you know, Captain Marvel. I don't really know much about her. <laughs> and then and I was like, oh, her name's Carol. Isn't Miss Marvel's name Carol? That's got to be confusing. <laughs> and then slowly but surely it came to me. I was like, oh, they're the same. Yeah. So so Ms. Marvel. I mean, I mean drastically <laughs> different costumes, different, you know, actual superhero names in the different costumes. Mm-hmm. So you might give me the benefit of the doubt that I, you know, but yeah, anyway, it, I suppose I could give it if you hadn't been following the comics. So which I hadn't, what, so. what had happened was um, Ms. Marvel. So Carol Danvers is a, as a character has had a ton of different superhero names. She was Ms. Marvel. She was binary. She was, um, uh, what was the one with the, I'm, I'm blanking on the other one. And, So she was, um, she's had a couple of different powers. Her origin in the movie is, it's, it's fairly on target with her actual origin. Aside from that, she's not, you know, she becomes Captain Marvel right away in the movie instead of spending years being other various different comic characters. But, um, her, her origin is roughly similar. I mean, it's not, um, like all those, the, the group of characters that she's with, yeah, this movie, the Kree characters and the Skrulls and everything—that's all um, MCU stuff. You know, that's not that's not 
the specific details of the movie or not, but her her Cree based powers and everything are, um, mm-hmm. you know, canon and everything. But she was um, uh, Ms. Marvel for a while and she had lost her Ms. Marvel powers to um, I'm probably screwing this up a bit, but to Rogue. Um, oh, for a while. Right. I, I'm still I'm still a little fuzzy personally on that because Rogue I, I always knew Rogue stole Miss Marvel's powers. That's the Rogue that I know, and I think that a lot of us know, the 90s cartoon show Rogue, only had the power of super strength and flight because she absorbed almost the entirety of uh, Captain Marvel's powers. Um, yeah. And I think that depowered her, but I've never been 100% sure how that like, how did she get her powers back? Did they just grow back? Did it just... Because wasn't she in a coma for a long time from that? Like, and then, like, Wolverine you. was, like, her buddy, and so he didn't like Rogue when she first came around, and so on. I'm going to read you the Wikipedia entry on, ah, yes. on Ms. Marvel's powers. Ready? Or Wonderful. on, uh, on uh, Rogue's powers. As a young woman, Rogue permanently absorbed the superhuman powers and psyche of Carol Danvers, the original Ms. Marvel. This provided her with superhuman strength, stamina, durability, reflexes, speed, and a seventh sense. She was able to repel bullets and fly at sub-sonic speeds, much like Ms. Marvel could. In addition, she possessed an amalgamated mutant human Cree psychology that rendered her resistant to most toxins and poisons, with the added effect of making her virtually invulnerable. Rogue also gained a precognitive seventh sense that enables her to subconsciously predict an enemy's move during battle. She used this ability to predict where Nightcrawler would teleport and from which direction Magus of the Technarchy would attack. That ab- sounds like BS. <laughs> this ability was not always reliable, however, and would randomly and sporadically activate. Citation needed. When she possessed Carol Danvers' psyche, her, quote, dual psyche made her highly resistant to telepathic probes, probes, even those of Charles Xavier, who was said to have been a byproduct of two minds existing in one body and or Carol Danvers' human-slash-Cree psychology. The Ms. Marvel psyche was eventually separated from rogues in a subsequent issue, and it was destroyed by Magneto. Huh. So there you go. Odd choice. Yep. Now, that doesn't really help us with Ms. Marvel, though. Um, then Rogue eventually lost all of her Ms. Marvel powers, uh, blah, 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 and Carol remained in a coma. Now let's jump over to Carol Danvers. Uh, and her, by the way, her names were Binary and Warbird and Captain Marvel. Oh, Warbird. I forgot about Warbird. All right. When when was this? Was this the 80s and 90s she was depowered? When did she lose her? Um, Had to have been around that time. Because she wasn't entirely like when she lost her Cree powers, that's when she got like warbird powers and binary powers and stuff. Uh-huh. So she wasn't. Um, here we go. 1981. Danvers is revealed to have returned to Earth courtesy of Mars technology, but is attacked by the mutant rogue who permanently absorbs the character's abilities and memories. Danvers' memories are restored by Professor X in an angry confrontation with the Avengers concerning their failure to realize Marcus. Uh, I guess I should have read more to further back to figure out who they're talking about here. <laughs> Um, also deletes all the records, blah, 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 blah. Danvers is capable of generating power of a star. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. During an adventure in space with the X 
with the X-Men, Danvers is changed courtesy of experimentation by the alien race, the Brood, into a newly empowered character called Binary. So her, her big thing is getting alien powers. Right, right. I'm looking at a picture of Binary right now. Binary incorporates actual fire into her costume. Mm -hmm. She is actually always on fire. As you do. (laughs) Dumb. Uh, Let's see. Then in the 90s, she rejoined the Avengers as Warbird. And then in the 2000s, so back when we owned the comic shop, there was a big, um, like, 2006 ish thing uh, ms marvel actually came she came back as ms marvel right and that was a fantastic series yeah, i remember right nothing about War. it except for that i loved it <laughs> <laughs> i still have the issues uh but I, I i should probably reread them um in house of m was the first time she appeared as captain marvel she was captain mm-hmm. marvel in the house of m universe so captain marvel was um Wendell Vaughn, the original Captain Marvel of the Marvel continuity, was Wendell Vaughn, and he was Captain Marvel for a long time, and I believe he died in the 70s, I want to say, Could and be. has and has remained dead. One of the few people who has remained dead, except for one of those time travel loopholes where they like grabbed him at the moment of his death, <laughs> let him have some adventures in the future, and then put him back so he could die. Right. Um. But let's see. You know so, I don't belong here. I have to go back. No, you really don't. <laughs> we took you out right before. No, I have to go back. All right, weirdo. Go ahead and die. <laughs> I forget what it was that that caused Ms. Marvel to actually come back. Was it House was it House of M? Like she was just back after it was Right, I House don't know. Ended? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I guess this is research I could have done before the thing, but then again, I didn't know we were going to do this right this second, so. It's true. It's true. Surprise! Yeah, this is what happens when you sit down to do a podcast and Pat goes, hey, you want to review Captain Marvel? And I go, sure. Even though I (laughs) saw it like three months ago or whenever. It's time for another surprise review! (laughs) (laughs) And then you hit record and off you go and damn the torpedoes and... Tune in next week when we review, I don't know, the Muppet movie. We, we review we'll the decide sci- right, gonna, right before we open. We're going to review the sci-fi original movie, Man-Thing. <laughs> oh, I'd rather not. <laughs> I've gone this far without seeing it, so. Yeah, I think I have it on DVD, I want to say, but I I'm don't. I'm pretty sure you do. I haven't watched it since I got it, and it wasn't great. Right. Wasn't great. So anyway, um, getting back to what we were talking about, which is Captain Marvel. Mm -hmm. In uh, 2016, uh, she became Captain Marvel. It wasn't too long. It was like three, four years ago. uh, Where they debuted the new costume, new haircut, and uh, and the promotion. So people people really liked it. Yeah. Uh, I think it's safe to say it was a good choice. (laughs) <laughs> the only the only thing that makes me sad is that I'll probably never get to see Ms. Marvel on screen. Oh, you know? Pat, you already did. <laughs> She's the same person. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, no, probably but, not. Uh, in any case, I still liked what we got. I liked what we got a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, 
Now, okay, let's get into the movie. All right, the now, movie takes place in the far distant past of 1995, which is a great time to take place. Mm-hmm. There's there's a handful of, um, well, there's <coughs> like tons and tons of background references to 1995, you know, just by nature of it being set there. But there's also a couple of great, like, riffs like direct riffs mm-hmm. on on the on the time period like specifically um everybody waiting for a cd to load in a computer uh-huh. and, and only captain marvel is like why is this taking so long and they're just like right it's a computer it's what it does <laughs> like it was just it was just it was ju- it was just enough of a joke to make me go like yeah, that's right. They did used to be really slow. Right. And it wasn't right. it, it wasn't like an extended long gag and it wasn't like um it wasn't ridiculous like whenever they show hacking in a movie it was just like the, <laughs> it was just a Windows dialogue that was loading a thing from a CD. Right. Right. And you know, we we all of a certain age remember. <laughs> and that's uh that's one of the the fun things about this movie. Like she ends up, you know, the when we we first see her on Earth she ends up in a blockbuster video, you know, mm-hmm. very fun. Um, and uh, well, all right. So let, let's focus on, a, you know, a timeline here. Yes, um, so she it starts out. She's in space. Right. Turns out. <laughs> so she. Now she's she's working with the Kree, which we've already been introduced to in the MCU as pretty not great guys. Yeah. So, Agents like that. Of Shield, right? Was were they anywhere it, else? Yes. The the Kree play heavily into the Guardians. Oh yeah, those guys. One of them <laughs> is actually in this movie. Yes. 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 Okay. Well, you see a lot two, of Kree on Agents of, of Shield. Two That's of them true. are actually. Um, actually, when we get to the the end, there is an Agents of Shield tie-in theory that I like a lot, uh, and we'll get to that towards the end. Um, so remind me, remind me of that. Gotcha. So, um, Ronan the Accuser is one of the the people who mm-hmm. is is hanging out, and we're like, oh yeah, that guy, he's he's dead now. But he's he's around. Yeah, he lost um, the dance off. He did. I mean, that's a hell of a way to go. But there's no shame in being beaten by the best. <laughs> uh, but uh, so anyway, Captain Marvel is uh, at this point. Um, she believes her name to be uh, Vers. I think I was saying. Which, I think they were pronouncing it Veers. But Veers. it could have just been. Could have just been. Um, what's his name's. British accent <laughs> could be Veers, Vers, whatever. Um, I I found that to be one of the lamer because I didn't get it at first. Of course, you know, I don't think it was something that many people picked up on. Maybe you did. I Han didn't. Solo. <laughs> Han. Um, <laughs> so they uh, you know they 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 call her Vers, and then later on it's like ho 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 ho. They picked up her dog tags <laughs> and a little bit of it 
that was left said Verz because her name is Dan Verz. Yeah, it's it is <laughs> like, weird that they uh, were like, let's erase her memories of everything, but then let's just call her by what we think her actual name is. <laughs> right, we're pretty sure her name is Verz. That's what it said on this <laughs> this identification tag. Anyway, so, so, there's a reason the Kree haven't conquered the entire galaxy. Right. It's just <laughs> right. Well, it's right. just that the supreme intelligence is really the only intelligence. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so again, so we see uh, a little bit of the the Cree stuff, which is kind of cool. Like they have this whole weird thing. I, I I feel like a lot of this was MacGuffin-y, you know, where it's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Nobody ever reveals to anyone else what they see inside the Supreme Intelligence. It's like, yeah, well, it, but that's. Um, I think stupid. that's probably supposed to be like. You know, it's it's a uh, it's a sacred ritual. You know, well, I kind of took it. I took it more like it was like a a fail safe, where it's like, you know, if we were worried that you were a scroll, we could say, well, what do you see? But if we if you never told anybody, how are they going to (laughs) know? Like, it's 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 well, I see this person. Oh, you never told me that. So that must be true. That I don't I don't really I mean. I, I, that could be the reason because they don't seem to be too smart, but maybe, maybe. Um, in the comics, the Supreme intelligence is just a big fat head. So I, I actually really liked the way they did it in the movie much better than the comics. Yeah, I think it was nice, you know, makes sense. So, um, so in, you know, in the movie, Annette Benning, is I say her name, right? Benning, Benning, Annette. Benning, ben- yes. Zanette. So she she is the supreme intelligence, at least when Carol is in there. I believe that's the only one we ever see in there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess it would be weird to see anybody else's. <laughs> before before we get too much into that, like I want to talk about the op- the actual opening scene because it, yeah, it yeah. thematically plays into the end scene as well. So it's um, Veers and Jan Rog. Uh, who is played by Jude Law, sparring. And he's basically like telling her that uh, she needs to learn how to control her powers and keep them in check and um, not be emotional and stuff like that. He doesn't like her using them for the most part. Right. Even though he makes it very clear several times that they issued the powers to her. Mm -hmm. These These are standard issue powers that nobody else has. Yeah, it's it's very confusing. (laughs) Um like the the cover story is very confusing because again these aren't the smartest people right it's like we gave you these powers as a gift from the supreme intelligence please don't do not use use them them. ever and if you kick my butt one more time (laughs) using them i am gonna tell the supreme intelligence and she's liable to take them away but they did have like again that was another weird like like I don't know. Like I, I think most people pieced it together to some point that this guy wasn't a good guy, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, like the like oh, I could turn them off just like that. I don't know why I have a button that turns your powers off, but I do. Well, it's, <laughs> it, I mean, obviously, people going into the movie are probably aware that this person is Captain Marvel, right. and right. we know. We know that something's up, right? Exactly, but nobody you know. knows exactly what. So most of the movie, I'm, I'm like, okay, you, you know, something's up, but you're just trying to figure out 
what's the catch? Right. You know, what is this guy's angle? And they, they do a so, pretty good job throughout the movie of kind of giving you some false trails to follow. Well, and, and I, I'm going to tell you what, um, you know, we, we've all, we, we, this is an understanding that everybody listening to this has seen the movie, right? Okay, yeah. good. Um, I thought one of the smartest things that they did was to cast that guy as the lead scroll, which I'm going to look up his name. Oh, yeah. Uh, because was that Ben Mendelsohn? He is always the bad guy. He is. He never plays a good guy. And so you immediately, like I even sat there in the theater like, man, this guy always plays the bad guy. Right. And <laughs> and it was like so smart to not make him the bad guy. And at, at the risk of jumping ahead in the movie, right. when he reveals that he's not a bad guy, uh-huh. I'm still going like, but he's really the bad guy. Right, right, right. He's, absolutely. He's, he's, I was like, ben he's got. I mean, he's, he's got to be the bad guy. guy. I mean, there's, there's gonna, a double where, cross. Where's coming. the right? Where's the double cross? It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. This guy's a prick, and it's like, it never happened. <laughs> no. Nope. I mean, at, again, the scrolls always the bad guys. Yeah, but that's, beautifully, the you know you can't, you know, in a realistic world, you can't say the scrolls are all bad guys. You mm-hmm. can't say an entire race of peoples. Just because they have the ability to shapeshift that they're the bad guys. Right. And it's it, it's, it's wonderful. What we see of the Kree is primarily like Kree soldiers and stuff. And we could say that they're usually the bad guys and everything. But we also see uh, Dr. Vaughn. Right. Know, right. Who is definitely oh. not a bad guy. Really? Just, again, very, very well crafted story. Mm-hmm. You know, that that was that was one thing that I uh, really, really for me to be surprised by a superhero movie takes a lot at this point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I don't think there was a sky beam in this movie. Was there could have been. Um, I mean, she flew I, up. I, I, she flew I up into space. Out. Yeah, no, I don't think there was a, a legit sky beam. You know, so it's, uh, you know, it's. It was an enjoyable film. I, <laughs> now that I, I, I'm remembering it more, <laughs> I was talking about it, I was really jogging my memory of how much I liked this movie. Um, so, so, they, so they go on a mission. They're sent on a mission right. um, to some planet. Um, I don't remember what the planet is, and I don't think the synopsis Just, says. But I don't think so. Um, they go to this planet with the mission of uh, there's some some Cree. Um, who they at this point still are Mar- Captain Marvel still believes at this point that Kree are bad guys uh, and that these are like um, rebels, basically. No, Skrulls. Skrulls are bad guys. Right. They're Skrulls. The rebel rebel Skrulls. They're bad guys. We got to right. wipe them out. Um, and there was something about a hostage, I think. I don't remember. Uh, like a, an agent they're trying to extract or something. On um, the planet? Yeah. They had an informant. Right, they, they were, were they were going to extract an informant, and when they got there, shit went wrong. Right, scrolls are everywhere. Um, like all the natives, apparently, were all just scrolls. Right. Um, <clears throat> and again, we're led to believe, and it could be because that's the other thing is that they are at war. Right. You know, we we can't say for sure that these scrolls were good guys. You know, um, but uh, they in fact they probably weren't. But these scrolls. Um, probably wiped out the natives <laughs> yeah, and just took over as, as natives waiting for 
them to show. And when you're in war, you're going to do some nasty things to survive, right? So it's the way they present it here is like not so much that the because you you even the um <clears throat> even the scrolls who are quote unquote the good guys are implied to have done some pretty bad things. Right, right. So you know, it it's not so much like whose hands are clean, but more about like um who's who's on like the side of righteousness in a way. Right. And like yeah, who's I, who's fighting for their lives and who's fighting just because they're like, you know, racist pricks. Right. Yeah, that's definitely how I how I kind of took it is that the the Cree were just like, you no, know, we are just a superior race and you are garbage. <laughs> Which is pretty much the Crees in the in the comics and you know, in the movies. They they don't care for other races. Um but uh at least the people in charge of the Crees. I don't want to. I don't want to offend any Cree listeners. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, they. I feel like they. Um, they're definitely, and, and it's revealed more throughout the movie because again, they they do a good job of, of like hinting at things that we don't see. Like these guys are a group. They've been a group for at least a little while. You know, they have inside jokes. They hang out. You know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, but <clears throat> and you know the who guy he's there. <laughs> yep. Um, I always forget his name. His obviously, me name. too. <laughs> it's not Star Lord, <laughs> and he doesn't know who Star Lord is. That's all I know for sure about. I think his I've character. got the full character list here. Hold on. Um, <laughs> but you know, like they're they're all you know they're a fun little motley crew. And and then it like you know Korath, Korath. I have his it's, action figure. I know. It's Remember those little like name. two inch figures they came out with the, with the first Guardians because they were like, we don't know that this is gonna be a hit. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna put out some product. So we're just gonna put out the little tiny things, just the littlest tiniest little action figures. Just you could you could have them. <laughs> and I bought them all, and then they they were like. We're not going to make those ever again because this is a big hit. <laughs> it's deserving of bigger action figures. I don't know why they sound like that, but they do. Um, anyway, they're, you know, on their mission. They they go. They get it bum-rushed by the Skrulls, which, again, I love Skrulls. I've always loved Skrulls. Just, you know... Everything that's awesome about sci-fi aliens, they got little pointy ears, little funny chins, green skin, <laughs> shapeshifters. They could be anyone. It's such a good villain. And they didn't use them as the villains, and that's so great. I know. I, like, I, I feel like if you had pitched me on this idea, I'd probably be a little against it. But the, right. the execution was fantastic. It was. It was. It did brought it home. So anyway, so they use they they capture vers beers whatever, um, and they use this weird mind reader tech on her, um, and that seems to kind of jar some stuff for her. Maybe you know, like I feel like that's what started her on the. Maybe I do remember not being a Cree forever. <laughs> this is weird. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, was that when they were showing the <clears throat> montage of her falling down? 
I feel like they saved that for later in the film, but they well, they definitely showed stuff from like two, her being right? in there's her... the montage of her falling down and then later there's the montage of her getting back up. Right, right. Um I think they started with that, but I again, sadly it's been we, we waited a little too long to do this review. Um anyway, so she escapes from the scrolls, right? Um oddly barefoot. Like, I, I, I only noticed this because feet kind of weird me out. <laughs> and I feel I like... Not, I did not notice this, or it, I don't remember it if see, I did. It, so, the thing is, is that, again, feet weird me out. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> she was she was running around barefoot because she ran and ran back and got her boots. Like, oh, like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's like, she was like, bah! Like, like it, was, it was like the... Almost like the uh, the Star Lord uh, headphones uh, or you know Walkman moment, but it was for her boots. <laughs> and I just I you know like I said, it always weirds me out. Barefoot is kind of, ugh. but uh, <laughs> it uh, it it just was weird to me that that was a plot point. Like I don't know why she couldn't have been in the machine with her boots on. So well, I guess she needed to go back for something. I don't know. That's, I don't, it, it does seem like a contrivance. Um, but in any case, whatever she, she now, uh, how does she get to earth? That's that part is, is pod, fuzzy. Um, oh, is it? Yeah. Pretty sure. Okay. Uh, I'll buy that. I buy that. <laughs> for so anyway, she crashes into 1995 local blockbuster. Very humorous. I enjoy it. Uh, I that she she picks up a movie again that that part was like didn't see didn't need to happen like it was very forced I felt like but yeah, the that, movie that was was, yeah. was something like it was a nod to something and I didn't get it that's <laughs> all I know I was, you know it was like ah, ha, 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 I don't know like I don't know if that was like a Brie Larson film that she picked up or if it was you know it wasn't Top Gun as far as I could tell. Um, but she like was walking and just stopped and was like, oh, uh-huh, a video cassette. Uh, I'll put that back now. <laughs> just she keeps on her merry way. Um, I'm going to look it up because I, I remember at the time chuckling at it, but now I don't remember what the movie was. I don't even know. I personally, I couldn't, I don't think I even saw what the title of the movie was. So in any case, um, that's, you know, round now is when, uh, when our good pal uh, Nick Fury shows up, and and I gotta say, for these movies, um, this was this this one still gets me. Making Sam Jackson young for an entire movie. Now again, it's not like Kurt Russell. You know, it's not Sam Sam Jackson isn't at that point where it's like, you know, you're just an old man now. <laughs> You know what I mean? Um, so it, it, I think that helped that he, he's not old, old. Um, but they, there was never a moment in the movie where I was like, that's not him. That doesn't look right. You know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the, the initial shock of seeing him and Colson for that matter, um, youngified, <laughs> But it looked so natural. It even it took me to seeing them again in, you know, like an interview or something and be like, oh, shit, 
they did a lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, 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 it just, it was very natural. You know, the, the technology is amazing. <laughs> I'm, I'm very excited by this technology and very fearful of it. One day they're, they're not even going to need the actors anymore. They're just going to be like, yeah, you know what? Uh, we put you in that movie. <laughs> Sorry, Ben Affleck. You're going to be Batman forever. <laughs> hey, at least he doesn't care. But I think, uh, I think the movie was, was it the right stuff? It could be. That sounds familiar. But I mean, I don't understand the, what, what is, is that <clears> about? I've never seen it. Maybe it wasn't that, that I was chuckling at. Maybe it was when she shot up the True Lies poster. It could be. That was funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The right stuff. That's, um. That's an astronaut movie. So yeah, that's that's what that reference is because she's an she was like an astronaut. Gotcha, gotcha. In any case, they had to make um, a new Arnold Schwarzenegger cutout. That was not uh, that, that was not a legit eighties eighties nineties prop. <laughs> because that didn't exist, or what? Uh, yeah, I think they I think that exact specific thing did not exist. They just made a new one so she could shoot it. That's fair. Um, so then we, okay. So then we get into the fun stuff. We get to see the scrolls doing what scrolls do best, confusing people, being people we know fighting the little old lady scroll. That was awesome. <laughs> uh, Colson scroll. That was funny. Um, Pretty much scrolls are awesome, and I hope they use them more <laughs> now that they've been introduced into the world. I'm really I am I am really excited for Endgame, even though I'm sure you guys have are listening to this podcast after Endgame has come out. Very excited for it. I'm kind of hoping we get at least one actually. <laughs> yeah. Tony Stark is still missing. I'm a scroll. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that is just, I really kind of want that. I kind of want it bad. Not that specific, but just, just somebody, you know, it, it, any, it could be uh, any situation where, the, yeah, where the, it's like, oh. how is, how is Tony Stark going to get back to earth? If he's going to die on the spaceship. Oh, well he did die on the spaceship and a scroll is on earth. <laughs> Right, right. It's like, how did you get back here? Well, we don't need to talk about that right now. And then, you know, a lot later, I actually know Tony's dad. <laughs> and it would be great if it was revealed at the moment that Skrull Tony dies dramatically. Right, right. And then right. he's and just like, sorry. <laughs> sorry, guys. Oh, Skrull. <laughs> Anyhow, um, so... Then there's this whole back and forth with, uh, you know, lead scroll guy takes over of the, the lead shield guy. And, you know, Nick Fury is running around and Coulson's got his back and him, you know. Now, now this is something I did not know until later. Did you know that Brie Larson and Sam Jackson are apparently best friends in real life? I did not know that. <laughs> they, they, this is their third movie they'd done together. Uh, the first was uh, Kong Skull Island. Okay. Then they did this movie 
that is on Netflix right now that my wife and I watched and I thought it was very good. It's it's very artsy, but it's it's very good called Unicorn Store in which she plays a person who you uh, are not entirely sure if she is crazy or not. Uh, but the premise of the the movie is that she is attempting to buy a real actual unicorn in a world that is our regular world. So it's not something that's normal. Okay. Uh, and she is attempting to buy it from Sam Jackson. Um, and it's it's weird, but like I said, you know, if, if you like kind of weird artsy movies, it's it's right up your alley. So it's okay. right up my alley. All right. I don't well, know if you like so. it. Right? Um. And then and now so they've they've done this. Um and this, one, so, this one was okay too. This one was okay, you know, whatever. Uh but they they have an obvious chemistry. They're 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 they play off each other very well, they get along very well, and so it's it's fun to know that they actually like each other in real life. Like to the point where again, I didn't know this until I saw the interview, but apparently in real life, Sam Jackson's best friend used to be considered Magic Johnson. And so somebody asked him, you know, like, so, I mean, who's your better friend, Bree or, or Magic Johnson? And he's just like, well, I don't get to see Magic Johnson that often anymore. <laughs> so him and him and Brie Larson are for real besties. So very, yeah, very that's fun. pretty cool. Um, so... It, it you know they're they're running about they're on the trail for finding uh what were they this is I hate that I have to keep asking these questions what were they looking for in the first place um I believe they were looking for um they were trying to find the like plans to the light speed engine or something and that's that because they um I'm trying to remember. So they they went to a shield facility, right? Uh, no, to Project Pegasus. Right, right. To because she had recognized um uh Wendy or she had yeah, I think it was she had recognized Wendy Lawson and it like her memories or something. Anyway, they went there and uh um yeah, there was a fight with Skrulls. Goose was there. Goose. Now, I think that if there was a real winner in this movie, if there was a, a character that came out ahead of all the others, it would be Goose. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, so the only thing I'm sad about about Goose is that in the comics, Goose is named Chewy. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I know, that's it's too bad Disney so doesn't much better. own Marvel and Star Wars. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, I get why they called it Goose, you know, yeah, it's a top gun, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But Chewie was so much better. So much better. Chewie uh, is a better reference for today's world. Like <laughs> in 95, like 95 was like the special editions weren't even out yet. And like Star Wars popularity was basically at its lowest. <laughs> it's it had it probably it's ever been because after the special editions came out, I feel like Star Wars popularity shot back up and never went back down. That's that's pretty true. But around 95 is when Kenner released new Star Wars figures, so it had yeah. my attention. Yeah, well, yeah, but it probably didn't have the attention of a Kree scientist. Maybe. You don't know. 
Uh, but I'm anyway, not, it, I'm not, it, it I'm makes not really sense. into these into these documentary films about space. <laughs> we got enough war going on. I don't need more Star Wars. I prefer shirtless volleyball. <laughs> shirtless <laughs> Earth volleyball. So I only watch Top Gun. <laughs> um, well, I mean, you know, it's it, you know when you're stuck on a planet. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, any port in a storm. Exactly. Um, so anyway, so they, they go uh, to find... Um, <clears throat> so while they're the engine, there... right? They, right, they, they, go to, they go to find the engine, and they learn that there was another pilot um, who is Maria Rambo, um, and, and then they... So that's where they're going to go next, but first they have to escape from the uh, director of shield or the commander or whoever who is who is now a uh telos the scroll the lead scroll. right he's ben mendelson at this point he's literally ben mendelson because he's not in makeup anymore. <laughs> right it just so happens that the head of shield also looks exactly like what the scroll would look like if he was human <laughs> <laughs> so there is some good um there's some good action escape stuff here colson um like the <clears throat> the scroll tells you know as in disguise as the lead of shield he tells everyone that um uh that uh, fury is the is the scroll and that they need to kill him and colson um doesn't he has the opportunity to and he lets him go right and uh you solidifying know, honestly, him as uh you yeah, know a dummy for disobeying orders like what if he was a huge threat to the planet <laughs> you know that right. was terrible terrible choice but anyway, they escape with Goose, and they go to a farm uh, to meet uh, Maria Rambeau. Uh, now, her the daughter, whose name I forget, um, actually does become a superhero in the comics. Yes, she for for a little while she was Captain Marvel. Yep. Um, but she did not. <laughs> the, the way the story goes, uh, she did not realize that it was the. Any other? She thought she came up with her on her own. She was like, "I I didn't know there were other Captain Marvels," <laughs> you know, because Carol Danvers was highly offended that she just take the name. Because I don't think Carol had taken the name. Right. I think she was Miss Marvel at that point. Right. But she was um, like, "You you took this dead guy's name." Right. And she knew the dead guy. Right. Right. Yeah, she knew. So, she knew Captain Marvel. Wendell Vaughn. So that's that's something we didn't touch on real quick here, but like the Wendy Vaughn, um, the Cree scientist who was hiding out on Earth and who created this light speed engine, um, which was going to help. It was, I believe, specifically to help the um, she she said it was going to end the war, but it was, I believe, to basically help the Skrulls escape. Right. Um, it was built using power from the uh, Tesseract, which. Yep. You know, if you follow the chain of events all the way down, means that Captain Marvel's powers are based on the Tesseract uh, in Infinity Stone. So, yep, uh, that probably has some endgame implications, but we'll find out more um, than like. So she she goes and she um, gets her mem. Does she get her memories talking? I know I know Maria uh, tells her her name is Carol Danvers. Right. Stuff start. You know, it's it's slow. I I don't know that there's a point in the movie uh, where she's fully like, yep, I remember until the end, you know, Uh, like the big final fight. She's like, oh, shit. 
I remember falling down a lot and getting back up. You know, it's um, I think it's when they're listening to the CD recording of the black box that they right. got. That's when all of her memories start coming back, I think. Right. And she but remembers I mean, it, it the bits and pieces of things, you know. Uh, right, But she starts to remember like the the moment when she got the powers. Um, right. Which was that uh, Vaughn had asked her to fly her up into space in an experimental ship. Which was supposed to be to I think to get the Tesseract off the station. I assume it was. I assume it was already on the station at this point. I think she was just trying to get away because the Kree showed up. Like that—that's the problem. So the Kree showed up. She was just like, "Well, shit, I gotta go," Mm -hmm. because she had. You know, we find out she had Skrulls on her Uh, on her station on her station. You know, and she was just trying to get them to safety. I, I think that was the idea. Is I, I don't think it, the the engine was not completely ready, obviously, because <laughs> it mm-hmm. don't work. Yeah. Uh, and so they try to get away. It don't work. It crashed. The Tesseract is just like, all right, I'm just going to go. Oh, yeah. OK, I'm done. All <laughs> over poor Brie Larson. No, I, I think that's. It's like because the Tesseract is on the station at this time, but the the warp engine thing, the experimental engine is on the spaceship. And I think the plan was like, we're going to like it's it's now or never whether this thing works or not. We got to go with it. Um, Maybe. But anyway, they crash. And when Jan Rog is coming out, he kills Wendy and then he's going to kill Captain Marvel. But she instead shoots the engine and it blows up and she absorbs all the Tesseract power. Right. From the engine. Because then we do find the Tesseract later when they go to the station. It's already true. True. And I don't think anybody else. In a fancy lunchbox. Yes. Like you do. Trying to figure out the path of the Tesseract of how it got from place to place in all these time jumping movies is kind (laughs) of difficult. But um, it's been remarkably consistent. It was shown in Avengers. The. Uh, building that they were doing research on it in was the project pegasus building right so they're they're good at what they're doing they know what they're doing mm-hmm. um so uh so then now now i want to i want to touch on uh since we were talking about goose, goose so there there's there's a couple of awesome fan theories my kids uh, my kids made me buy a stuffed goose toy at we stopped at target after the movie uh-huh. Had to get a stuffed goose toy. Yeah, Marion got one for Easter. <laughs> it's it's great. <laughs> oh man, I love it. Um, but uh so okay, so here's here's the the theory goes Goose saved Colson. Oh, interesting. And here's why. Okay, tell me. He how is Coulson saved after his untimely death in the Avengers? Uh, well, I mean, it's explained did, did in Agents you, of S.H.I.E.L.D. But I was going to say, did you watch that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. parts? Yeah. So he, he is saved because they have a portion of a Cree that has never oh. really been said where they got it. That's true. I and the internet believe that Goose coughed up a Cree ball. I'm on board with uh, I'm going to believe that because <laughs> where else where else were they going to get a Cree body? You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Goose ate several. <laughs> it is likely that sooner or later, Goose was like, bark, bark, bark. <laughs> That was so, a little too accurate of a noise. <laughs> uh, also, fans believe that this harkens back for, I, I think that this is just people wanting to find connections at some point, but uh, they, they believe that uh, when Bruce Banner uh, jokes in the first Avengers, uh, what does Nick Fury want me to do? Eat it. When they, they try to recruit him to come check out the Tesseract. Uh, they believe that that is now a direct. No, it definitely <laughs> is not. To Captain Marvel. They knew at that point that they were going to have goose, the cat eat the Tesseract. No, they definitely. Uh, that is definitely not a reference. You can all stop I, that. I <laughs> definitely agree with you. It, do, um, it doesn't even make sense because Bruce Banner doesn't even know the story. Right, right, exactly. Uh, you know, legend has. There's no such thing as a call forward. <laughs> not yet, not yet. Um, but uh, <laughs> they, they did. Uh, you know, the movie did such a great job of making you feel the way they needed you to feel at the time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I was totally on board with Jude law being her mentor. And then I was totally on board for her kicking his ass. <laughs> you know what, what was another good move was um, having Ronan in the movie because he, his role in guardians is a little bit confusing in that it's like the Cree uh, are not necessarily shown to be good guys or bad guys, but right. Ronan specifically is a bad guy, but also he's labeled as a, like a rogue Cree at this point. So you're left okay. wondering, like, are the rest of the Cree good guys then or what? So having him in this movie, like pre going rogue, but knowing that that's like the character he's going to become. So you're basically thinking like, yeah, this guy's the bad guy. Right. And then having him like giving orders to Jan Rog and stuff and, and Jan Rog being like, I'm like secretly, I'm not going to follow these orders or I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to tell him where we're going. You know, like, so you're like, okay, he's looking out for Carol. Right. But he's not, you know, like that was a, yeah. that was a good bait and switch. Yeah. They, I, again, they did a really great job with that in this movie. I, I was uh, on my toes <laughs> throughout the whole movie. He's like, what? but that, Oh, that was good. Oh, you got me. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and again, like, I, I don't know, like, I, I felt like when I went into the movie, I really was waiting for um, not to be let down, but for mediocrity. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, all right, mm -hmm. you know, it, yeah, it's going to be like fine. A, I'm sure. The 22nd Marvel movie. Right, you know. You know uh, oh, we almost forgot to talk about my favorite part. We'll get back get back to that in a second. Okay. Um, so you know, but I, I was I was expecting an okay film, um, but you know, their their choices were so well thought out, and things just came together in such a great way. I like I I couldn't stop talking to my wife because I didn't want to spoil it for anybody else. But I couldn't stop talking about how they they picked the perfect guy to not be the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's almost as if 
every movie role he's taken over the last 10 years was leading up to this bait and switch. <laughs> he's like, no, no, no. I'm going to play bad guys for a long time. No good guys, no ambiguous guys, just bad guys. <laughs> so I can come out and hoo-ha, be a decent guy. Or I'm not the bad guy. He was <laughs> the bad guy. I'm a decent guy. I'm not really a bad enough guy. So I'm trying to think of what the last movie. So he was the bad guy in Ready Player One, right? Yep. And he was the bad guy in Rogue, Rogue One. One. Yep. Okay. Lots of one movies. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at his IMDb, and everything just says like bad guy. Bad yeah, guy. he was. It wasn't. I, I think he was uh, the sheriff of Nottingham and the Robin Hood movie that failed hard. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, you know, so like literally was, um, everything that I've Daggett heard in, about uh, him Dark being Knight, Dark Knight. Rises. Oh, that's right. That's right. He was. Yeah. Oh, I didn't Nothing know he was but, on Farscape. Oh, I didn't know that either. I would have to. That's he was playing a bit role. I would have to <laughs> go back and watch that episode. Anyway. Um, so yeah, Ben Mendelsohn. Um, all right, so Playing my two two last pieces that I feel like we should address here. First and foremost, Stanley's cameo. Oh yeah, Stanley's cameo. First of all, I mean this was the first first uh, cameo that we got after he passed. Mm-hmm. If you don't count uh, what you call it, into uh, the Spider Verse. Right. First uh, live action. Right. Um, and it really first before we do so the the first thing we get is the Marvel Studios logo right shows all of Stan Lee's cameos which was which was a really that was a rough way to start a movie because right I was already like like okay you know what can we just stop the movie I need a minute (laughs) (laughs) right right it's I mean it he literally his, his impact on our quote unquote hobby mm-hmm. cannot be understated. Well, and it, his, his, um, his influence in the comics and his direction for where comics went for a long time was like, it, it was very influential, I think in our, in our life and politics and everything. And like yeah. he, the ideas that he put in like X-Men and uh, Spider-Man and fantastic four and everything like those very early comics that were about, accepting people who were different you know yeah it's it again this, this is not our stanley tribute although maybe we should do one of those but uh this this it, it, stan has been a big part of our lives now, for our entire lives you know so the actual cameo in this movie is fantastic because he's on a bus you know the famous bus from the trailer where she punches an old woman Right. Who turns out to be a scroll. Uh, he's on the bus reading the script to Mulrats, which is one of the first movies he cameoed in. Yep. And it may be the first time he live action cameoed. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because he did voiceovers you know, he did, for a lot he, of Marvel well, stuff. Well, you know what, though? I, I I don't know if you want to call it a, a movie, but I he was in the Trial of the Incredible Hulk made for TV movie. Um uh, you yeah. know, was that so that, that's that was probably before. I think but that was before. In, in any case, that was you know, Mallrats got theater release. 
Um, I kind of knew something had to be Mallrats related uh, due to the blubbering, teary-eyed visage of Kevin Smith, who, who to his credit, did not specifically spoil what happened. <laughs> um, but I was like, well, it's got, I mean, it's a 90s movie. It's got to have something to do with Mallrats, you know? Um, but it, it was, it was a beautiful nod, full circle kind of a thing. Cause like mm. we said, that was his first big movie cameo. Yeah. And the fact that, the, you know, the, the fact that brought Kevin Smith to tears is, is literally the fact that this means Kevin Smith directed Mallrats in the Marvel universe. Yeah. They somehow pulled <laughs> Mallrats into the Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe. Which Mallrats I think, exists. <laughs> yeah, which I think by uh, by proxy pulls in the entire View of universe. I believe so. so At least is, in movies, you right. know. Yeah. Kevin we're not saying Jay and Bob exist in the in the universe, but Kevin Smith and Jason Mews exist in the Marvel MCU somewhere. Um it's, which is is a wonderful warm feeling for me <laughs> you know <clears throat> Mallrats was a very big part of my youth um no, yeah no, I, I did you hear um Kevin Feige's uh interview where they talked about apparently a uh a fan had su- had suggested that um Stanley is actually playing the same character in every cameo that he's just a guy who goes around doing various different things and Kevin liked it so much that he just declared that to be canon. <laughs> I mean, I heard the watcher theory, which they pretty much wrapped up in the last yeah. guardians, yeah. Um, which, which tracks, you know, he's just he's a guy some stuff, man. who's, who's been out seeing some shit and he reports to the watchers occasionally. Um, the, the Russo brothers believe that the cameo they filmed for Endgame is, Stanley's final cameo. That's what I've heard. It is. It, it will be the last one. Even though didn't they? I thought they had more in the tank, but I, th- I don't think so. I think we've cracked them all <laughs> out now. So, I personally, in this scenario, I would be okay if they CGI'd Stan in the background of all of the movies forever. <laughs> I would be okay with that. I think Stan would like it. I'm not saying they have to or anything, but you know, like there are certain things where it's like, no, you can't. That's that's dishonoring their. I think Stan would really like it. <laughs> Just he doesn't have to have a line. He doesn't have to have as big a cameo as he always has. But if Stan was digitally added into the background of every Marvel movie until the end of time, I think it would be a great thing. Like, I, I, um, did, did you ever see on the special features of Into the Spider Verse? Like Stanley is actually cameos like two hundred times in that movie. What? No, I never. I didn't see that. That's awesome. They're going like you go through it, and they're just like so. In this overhead shot, you see this guy with the white hair down there. That's Stanley. And then like, there's one where a train goes by real fast, and they like freeze frame it, and there's just like a blur, and they're like, "That blur is Stanley." We just, they just kept dropping his character model in places. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um. But yeah, I, I, that, that, that was really, and it was such a quick thing, 
you know, blink and you miss it. But Stan was there. He had the Mallrats script and he was reciting lines from Mallrats. And it was just like, oh, it's so beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it would have been fantastic even if he hadn't have passed. You know what I mean? It would have been a great cameo no matter what. But the fact that he had just passed and just brought it all warm and warm and fuzzy right at home for me um so getting back on track here yeah so i have one more thing to talk about but what what else you got i was gonna finish the plot of the movie oh yeah i thought we were done yeah we're not we're not done so they they go up to um the space station they figure out that they they're the whole time they've been searching basically for the tesseract they just nobody right they didn't know what it was called or to say that so they eventually find out that it's in space they hop in a spaceship or whatever and they go up into space um with some scrolls they get down to the space station they find the tesseract and they find all the scroll refugees and this was the part this was the final part where i was like okay here's the double cross right right. all these scrolls are coming out of nowhere all of a sudden but um they now the scrolls will show their true color oh no no still no (laughs) <laughs> and this was the point, like, my daughter had been really scared during the movie because she's scared of pretty much everything. Um, and this is the point where she, like, stopped and she, like, she was, like, curled up in her chair and she, like, sat down and started watching. And after the movie, she told me, she was like, I didn't know they were going to have families. Ah, uh-huh, see? See? And, like, all of a sudden, like, at that point, she was like, wait a minute. Like, this is important stuff. These these people are, they're not just scary monsters. They're, like, people. Yeah. And, Genius. Yep. Genius. So uh, then the the Kree get on board with their ridiculous names. What are their names? Bronchar, Minerva, Atlas, <laughs> Solar. The, I mean, these are all legit comic characters. But right, they are. They Minerva their, might be my favorite. Yeah, they got their ridiculous Kree names. Um, it's like Evelyn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just got that. <laughs> anyway. So they're uh, so they got to fight some Cree. Uh, they capture Captain Marvel. They they plug her into the Supreme Intelligence. Turns out she's stronger than the Supreme Intelligence and like breaks three free of all of her, uh, you know, the little chip that was keeping her yeah, powers in check and everything. And that, now she's totes on fire and she right. just kicks ass because, for most of the rest of the movie. Again, not not only were they like this controls your power, we're gonna stop it. They were suppressing it. Because mm-hmm. she's like fucking Superman. <laughs> yeah. She's possibly stronger. Right. Uh, and she's just like, oh, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, there was a very fun uh, little moment where she was like, after she realized the Cree were bad guys, uh, and she was like, I can't wear these Cree colors anymore. Luckily, my suit has an app for that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh the little girl helped her choose new colors uh, but there were familiar colors as we went like you didn't get full like oh shit that's a costume but like it was like oh that was a nod i think <laughs> it was a very quick very under the radar nod to something <laughs> um but yeah then she she got her her classic colors on and 
you know, that, that whole mohawk fire helmet thing. I love that it's thing. really badass. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, when I she's do... wearing a bomber jacket, over, like it's just like, ah, oh, Rogue even stole your fashion sense. Damn it. <laughs> I just want to read this one line because while um, there's there's a part that's kind of confusing as to what's going on until it's revealed who's the Skrulls and who's not the Skrulls. But they're uh, like some Kree who are really Skrulls, but some of them are really Kree, have captured um, uh, Fury and some and other people and they're taking them away. Uh, but then it's revealed that some of them are scrolls and everything. But then uh, Goose uh, saves the day. And I just want to I want to read this line directly from the IMDb description. Uh-huh. Along with Goose, who is not a cat, but an alien known as a flurkin that can sprout powerful tentacles and whose insides are a pocket dimension where the Tesseract is placed. Which is a very tame description of <laughs> what actually happens. But this was right. the part. So uh, Goose basically like splits its head open and all these tentacles fly out of its mouth. And the Kree are just flung everywhere. They're smacked into walls and everything. And this is the point that my three-year-old son is like jumping up and down in his chair laughing at, <laughs> at the people dying gruesomely on the screen. Because he thought it was so funny that this cat... Had tentacles right. fly out of its mouth, which is why we had oh, to get a stuffed is, goose after that, this. That is funny. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so anyway, it eats it eats the tesseract, and apparently some Cree, which which helps uh, Coulson in the right. future, right? Future Coulson. So anyway, then they get they get back to Earth, um, and then we get the final showdown because Ronan has arrived, and right. he's like gonna he's he's accused the Earth. He's you guys, <laughs> I'm I'm accusing you. With some missiles. And Captain Marvel decides she's going to fly up there and destroy the missiles. So in a a wonderful, glorious bit of special effects, she flies up, blows up all the missiles, flies into space, blows up one of the two gigantic ships that uh, Ronan brought with him. And uh, and then they're just like, all right, well, uh, we're going to go because we have another movie to be in later. (laughs) We're going to go shit our pants. (laughs) We'll but they do like yeah we'll they... be back for the the weapon no yeah the woman which apparently they so don't come good. back for because now he's dead well, they might we captain marvel 2 might be set in 1999 we don't know set in 1996 with the same references <laughs> <laughs> exactly um uh but okay so here's my last bit now that we've we've gotten pretty much to the end here Okay, so just to just to finish up, she agrees to go with the Skrulls to find a new world for them. Uh, Fury got scratched, and now his eye doesn't work anymore. He got scratched. That was by the, the thing I was going to talk about. Okay, well, I'm moving. Uh, we'll come back to it. Um, then we get some scenes of like him realizing her call sign was Avenger, so he, uh-huh. he got the Avenger initiative, and then um, uh, Goose throws up the Tesseract. Okay, right. Go ahead. So, yeah, that was, I mean, you know, that was pretty much it. Just that, you know, Fury, we get the, we finally get the story, which is much lamer. (laughs) You know, Fury first started talking about it back in Winter Soldier, was Mm -hmm. it? Yeah. Uh, Where it's like. It was the last time I trusted somebody or something. Last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye. And so he's like, okay, kitty. I'm going to trust you. <laughs> and the second he said it, I was like, ah, oh. we all knew it was going to happen in this movie. 
<laughs> and then, but I, I felt like it was so anticlimactic because the cat just kind of like went like, ah. yeah, <laughs> like just, ah. <laughs> and he's like, oh shit, is that does it look okay? And they're like, no, it does not. <laughs> <laughs> like it wasn't even like the cat was or the, the flurgan was enraged or something and it got it was just like hey hey got your eyeball <laughs> oh so yeah i i just thought that was that was pretty great that a cat yeah <laughs> was, he trusted. was the one he trusted it's such a and serious scene in winter soldier too it is he you know he because again i mean if you're nick fury you're going to play that shit up. Of course you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you know, you expected it to be something else. That's, that was one of the things I was like, Oh, I bet he's going to trust the scroll. And then the right. double cross loses right. the eye, you know? <laughs> you know? And then it's like, no, he, he legitimately could trust that scroll. He was an okay guy. You know what the he, problem, you know what the problem with this movie was, Pat, is that we too were cursed with knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes, we were. We were. We we oh. knew too much about the, the meta of this movie. To, it threw us off everywhere. Like, if we knew nothing, if this was the first Marvel, if this was the first movie you ever saw, it's probably pretty straightforward. <laughs> it's true. It's true. If if you had no, uh, no background information, you had never seen any of the movies where uh, that guy was a if bad you, guy. Yeah, if you'd never seen a Ben Mendelsohn movie. If you've never saw any other Marvel movies, you're just like, yeah, I'm following this. It makes sense. These guys are, uh, we thought they were bad guys, but they're good guys. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, yeah, they, but again, that was, that is the beauty. This is how you play with expectations, not Last Jedi style. This is what you do. This is how you do it, where you're just like, obviously you expect him to be the bad guy because he's always the bad guy. But guess what? He ain't going to be the bad guy this time. Obviously, you thought Nick Fury was going to lose his eye in some kind of crazy fucking heroic thing. It was a camp. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's just it's wonderful. It is it is refreshing. Uh, as we were and, getting toward the end of the movie, I started thinking, like, he's going to lose his eye in an end credit scene <laughs> for right. like just some random like accident. pop a bottle of soda. And it's like to be playing Pogs because it's the 90s reference. And he's like, no. Ah! I trusted you, Pog. I trusted like, you, Pog. Like, um, do you remember that episode of Harvey Birdman where they uh, are giving the history of Phil Ken Seven, who also <laughs> has an eye patch? Yes, and I do. Throughout the entire thing, he's like constantly getting into situations that should have taken his eye but doesn't. Yep. And then at the end, they just like offhandedly mention that he just bought an eye patch one day. <laughs> I do. I remember it fondly. <laughs> Uh, so there's one scene that we didn't mention the very, the, the last showdown between Captain Marvel and Jan Rog. So he crashes on earth after the fight in the space station and, um, uh, Captain Marvel's going to kick his ass and he's just like, he puts his gun away and he's just like, I'm so proud of you. You're, you've come so far, you know, with, with all of my teachings and everything. And, you know, <clears throat> we need to fight like, you know, one-on-one, no powers or anything. And she just like blasts him into a mountain she's like ain't nobody got time for this yep indiana jones style yep just Mm -hmm. that was great it was great again expectations turned on their head you know you you expected her to be like you're right i can't no 
boom. I just keep yeah. just blasted your fucking ass. I don't like <laughs> Cause, you. Because she could have. Well, the the thing you're expecting is for her to be like, no, I'm I'm more than just my powers. Right. But she right. just went through this whole arc of like, oh, I got all these powers. I better use them. <laughs> the the only thing I'm going to say, there was one part of the movie that felt really bizarre. Um, and to this moment, I still don't don't like it. It's just a, a quick second of, of film. Okay. Uh, it, when her and Nick Fury are like, actually, like the whole conversation is really stupid and pointless because they sit and they they're supposed to like, we're sharing our feelings and we do this to make sure we're not scrolls. It's like, but you don't know each other. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're, you're going to tell me this stuff, but you don't know each other, so it doesn't matter. The scroll right. could just be the telling you whatever they want. Up anything, yeah. Um, but then, but then she like she blasts a jukebox, and then coyly like puts her fist under her chin, <laughs> and like she's posing for like a Sears portrait, and it's like I don't know what about it, like her body length. It's super forced. It's super forced, and I was like, eh. I don't like I don't I don't like what's going on here. Get out of the scene already. <laughs> and then it went away and it was fine. But you know, every it was in the commercials, and every time I see it in the commercials, like, damn it, that scene is so forced. I don't like it. Hmm. Get out of here. Um But okay, so that brings me back to another insane fan theory. Okay. So we're done with the movie. So we might right. as well just get into insane fan theories. Insane fan theories. What what does Nick Fury say to prove he's not a scroll? Do you remember? No. He says, I can't eat toast when it's cut diagonal. Okay. He says, I remember that. He said, it's a weird thing. I can't eat, eat toast. Nick Fury definitely eats diagonally cut toast. <laughs> I think in Winter Soldier. Like for sure. When? Like, I'm I, not doubting you, but like when? I'm gonna I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it. Right now. Uh Okay. Well, I think that's I think that's hilarious that he would basically be like, I'm gonna tell you a lie because a scroll, if a scroll gets my memories, he'll tell you the truth, except for the fact that he would get my memories of me telling you this lie. Yeah, I don't know, Pat. Not all these people are the smartest people. But here, here's the thing that that we're worried about, the internet and I. That he's a Skrull. That he is possibly currently a Skrull. Mm-hmm. Well, he's currently a pile of dust. <laughs> right. But, so, okay, so he says, Fury says, if toast is cut diagonally, I can eat it. That's the quote. Mm-hmm. Um, in Age of Ultron, when they're at... Uh, when they're at Barton's house, Hawkeye's house, he eats a piece of toast and it's cut diagonally. Now that seems awfully deliberate, doesn't it? Right, but is it? <laughs> like that's, that's the thing. It's so mundane, but it's such a weird thing for him to cop to in this movie. <laughs> the fact that we have on film. That he's definitely eaten toast cut on the diagonal. It makes my brain hurt because I don't know. I don't know now. 
Like, was that the whole point is to make us question this forever? <laughs> and they're never going to tell us maybe. <laughs> or this... could it be that Nick Fury is actually a scroll? <laughs> so what if this, so I've, I've had a whole bunch of weird theories about the dusting uh-huh. um, that all of them kind of like pop into my head and then I forget about them. Cause I, I don't really think any of them are legit, but like, what if, all the people who disappeared were actually scrolls, and like all those oh, people are just going to come back. I was going to say, I, I do think that uh, we've talked about that one. It's an interesting one. I feel like it's just too it's too convenient. Too, well, too convenient, and like I really like Peter Parker was a scroll, and uh, T'Challa is a scroll. <laughs> it's like that, uh, these are pretty big tentpole characters to well, be like oh yeah scroll, that, isn't that, who you that go whole after? movie well I, the, that part makes sense the company making this stuff it makes less sense if you're just like yeah that just the guardians of the galaxy just didn't happen they were all scrolls <laughs> all of that emotional stuff you felt for them doesn't matter all scrolls well you just you you fell in love with some some scrolls is all. i fell in love with the notion of a scroll who was a boy from Missouri <laughs> could have been a scroll boy from Missouri. Exactly. You don't know who's don't be, don't be racist. <laughs> ego. There's a lot. There's a lot going on with that family. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, maybe was a maybe scroll. too much. Ego was a scroll. Real ego is fine. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I'm very, very wary of that you know my my guard is up <laughs> mm-hmm. um we are gonna find out you know my my prediction for endgame is that we're gonna find out well someone's gonna die legit but at some point we're gonna find out somebody was a scroll it i mean again if they went to the trouble of introducing the scrolls to us I don't see how someone is not a scroll. I, <laughs> you know, I, it, I think it does make sense that Fury would be an excellent candidate for having been replaced at some point. And maybe uh, Danvers was in on it. Maybe like Fury actually does die at some point And they're like, uh, Fury was our guy in shield. Like, you know, right. If, he was the guy who was holding us all together. And yeah. she was like, "Well, I could fix that." Yeah, well, we get, we'll have a scroll. We'll replace him, you know. But again, Nick, we already know that Nick Fury is in Spider-Man: Far From Home. So a, is that the is that the real Nick Fury now? Is that a scroll Nick Fury? Is it always a scroll Nick Fury? It was Nick Fury ever a scroll? Was he only a scroll during? Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron. Like, there's so many possibilities. Age of Ultron is after Winter Soldier, right? I think so. I I can't keep track anymore. Okay, I always thought it was a little weird that Fury survived in Winter Soldier. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But again, like, uh, how are we gonna? Like, how are we supposed to accept Nick Fury? Because obviously the character is sticking around. If he's going to be, he's, he's a major player in Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just going to accept that he's a scroll, Nick Fury. And we're just like, yeah, it's cool. We just, 
even though we know we just let him keep being Nick Fury because who wants to get rid of Sam Jackson? Nobody. That's that is an interesting question. Like I'm I I really dig the idea that he died or somehow is incapacitated and was replaced by a scroll at some point. And right. I also think it's fan it would be a really interesting part to be like, well, in the same movie that we revealed that half of Shield was Hydra sleeper agents, we also replaced the head of Shield with a scroll sleeper agent. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. But um, that so I think that part is fantastic. But yeah, I think you're right. I, th- I don't I can't think of a good scenario where finding out that Nick Fury is a scroll and then also keeping the character around as Nick Fury uh, is acceptable. Now, here's the other thing. This this article I found points this out. Technically speaking, what he ate at Clint Barton's wasn't toast. Oh, God. It was a sandwich. <laughs> oh, well, then it's So fine. we don't know for sure that it was toasted or not. <laughs> so, technically speaking... Maybe it's just toast that he can't eat on the day. But again, it's such a weird thing. Such a weird thing for him to say when we have evidence that Nick Fury has eaten and Marvel's not sloppy. Like, they are very smart. (laughs) So it has to mean something. (laughs) So... I mean, Endgame is basically, as we're recording, Endgame is imminent. Right. So maybe right. we should just wait and see. Maybe. Well, and here's the other thing. Now, they make uh, Kevin Feige. Feige? Feige? Every single time uh, we mention his name, we talk about how we don't know how to pronounce it. I just don't know how to pronounce it. So that's... <laughs> I've heard... I am pretty sure it is uh, Feige. But I could entirely be wrong. Originally, I was saying phage. I heard someone say phage the other day. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Um, he specifically said that Endgame, to him anyway, and he's the one who matters, uh, Endgame is not the end of Phase 3, Spider-Man Homecoming is. Right. So maybe we don't find out Fury's a scroll until the end of that. Maybe. Maybe, maybe this, that little nugget is saved for a post credit scene in Spider-Man Homecoming for all of us to go, what? Phase four. Boom. <laughs> Phase four. Scroll Fury. <laughs> so, and then all of the what ifs are just, you know, in that what if show that they're coming out with is just what if this person wasn't a scroll. <laughs> It just turns if, out everybody was a scroll. What if Iron Man was a scroll? What if Captain America wasn't a scroll? What if <laughs> what what if Black Widow wasn't a scroll? <gasps> but you know, I mean, I was trying to think who was wasn't Thor? Or no, Thor was a robot, right? What are we in, talking about? In the comics, in the in recently oh, there was a yeah, or not during, recently it was. <laughs> Damn, 20, 10 years ago, but during, uh, during Civil War, Thor was gone because of Ragnarok. He was dead, right? Uh, and they had built a robot Thor, which killed uh, Goliath. Goliath, right? Um, who was in uh, Ant Man and the Wasp? Yep. Um, 
Yeah, killed Obviously, him. we're setting up for killing Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> yep. Gotta kill the black guys. Um, Aww. I mean, we're, we're talking about killing Sam Jackson, too. <laughs> right. Run, um, Falcon, run! <laughs> well, he's getting a TV show, so it'll, hopefully he'll be okay. Ooh. Um, War Machine, though. Well, anyway. they almost killed him. Yeah, yeah. It took his goddamn legs away. Um... I don't remember what I was even getting at. What were we talking about? Yeah, doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Um, No, I think we're talking. Yeah, we were talking about scrolls or something. Scrolls. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make a T-shirt for when I go see the movie that just says diagonal toast (laughs) in an Avengers font. (laughs) It's gonna be great. I really these these movies are great because they're it's we're uh, we're coming up on the 23rd movie in a series of movies over more than 10 years. And there have been very few misses and yeah. they're not um, like you would, they, they follow a formula, but it's a formula that's familiar because they've been doing it in comics for a hundred years. Right. And so it doesn't feel stale. And at the same time, they're every, every movie reinvents something. Either it falls into a different genre or it, um, you know, borrows from some other uh, thing that's familiar or or they're doing like Captain Marvel and saying, like, you know, here's here's what you think is the movie and we're going to turn <laughs> it upside down and give you something different. Yep. Yeah. And you're going to love it. <laughs> but it's true, like, especially when, you know, back back in the day. We were like Iron Man and, you know, here and there. It, it was like every new movie was just like a, well, this is Marvel Comics' take on historical pieces. This is Marvel Comics' take on comedies. This is Marvel's take on romantic comedies. <laughs> you know, it, it was it was just like one after another. You were just like, oh, okay. Oh, a political thriller. Oh, you know, you know like it just it kept building where they literally – I know that they're a genre unto themselves, but they do branch into all of these other areas, and yet they live in the same universe, and it's magical. In the same universe that something as tragic as the dusting happens, there is also an ant that plays the drums. These two things exist in the same universe, and that is wonderful to me. Yep. Unfortunately, the ant was dusted. It's, it's true, but... <laughs> no, I, I think Antony survived. Or is it Antonio Banderas? I, I can't I, remember what, no, what I don't, ant joke name I don't think we the, were on. I don't think the drummer ant had a name. The Oh, I'm sure he had a name. Well, yeah, we might not know it, but... Yeah. Anyway... Um, final thoughts on the movie before we wrap this up. Final thoughts on this particular film. I really enjoyed it. I I happily ensured that my daughter got a an Easter basket filled with Captain Marvel uh, dolls and plush flergens and blind bags and other wonderful things. And I, I you know what? I, I, again, speaks volumes. My daughter. I took her to Target one day, said, hey, you know what? You've been good this week. We'll get whatever you want, you know, within reason. Um, And she picked out a pair of Captain Marvel pajamas. And they're awesome. You know, it's like it's an all over print and it just looks like she's wearing the suit. And it's it's really cool. (laughs) 
And she picked that over toys, over dolls, over Jojo Siwa bows. Like <laughs> she, she had her pick and that's what she wanted. Uh, and I, it just, it's awesome. It's really awesome to see uh, that kind of fandom sprouting, you know, cause again, we're, we're old. We've, we've had, <laughs> we've had our chances at, at, at these things and we've, We've done well with them, but knowing that the the next generation is into it, is is on board with it, it makes me happy. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. Me too. Uh, and as long as they keep putting out content like this, I don't think that's going anywhere anytime soon. So that's a good feeling. All right. Um, my final thoughts is uh, I liked it. I'll watch it again. Excellent. All right. Well. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can find us at uh, jibcast.com, uh, facebook.com slash structure gibberish, uh, on Twitter at structure jib. And you can email us at feedback at jibcast.tv. Uh, unless the content filter kicks you out, it, yeah, it does it sometimes. <laughs> and you can find us on all your favorite podcast players. I'm pretty sure we're on there. This is. And if we're not, let us know. We'll get on there. This this show is called Special Edition, so search for that not structured gibberish, unless you want to listen to the structured gibberish, which is our other show that we do on a, let's just say, loose schedule. <laughs> Whatever. Y'all like it. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Have a good night. Bye. Bye.